Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Schmidt and Lavelle. My name is Tom Lavelle, and as always, I'm accompanied by Mr. Timothy Schmidt. Howdy-ho, neighbor. <laughs> Howdy-ho, neighbor. We, uh, we, have a great episode. we have a great episode planned for you tonight, today, whenever you're listening. Before we get to that, we want to do what we always do, and thank you, the listener out there, for listening, for coming along this ride that is Schmidt and Lavelle with us. We appreciate you. We love you. Now's the time. If you're not doing it, give us that subscribe. Give us that follow. Share a video. Tell a friend. Tell your family. Schmidt and Lavelle, the hottest growing show in all of shows. And a big day for Schmidt and Lavelle, something that we're both very excited for. If you haven't seen it yet, on Instagram, our brand new hotline to call in. A lot of people have been asking us, hey, we want to be part of the show. We want to be on the show. We want to do things with Schmidt and Lavelle, and, and now's your chance. All you got to do is pick up that phone and call 215-948-OK-GO. That's 215-948-6546, also known as 215-948-OK-GO. Timmy, what do you think about the new Schmidt and Lavelle hotline? Well, it's exciting. Um yeah, like you said, there's a lot of people that have been out there that's been asking to be a part of the show. They want to, they always actually flag us down, like while we're out in public and they're like, hey, like, yeah, you know, it'd be a great idea. Or they tell us a story or they're like, dude, I, like when you were talking about this subject, I, I wanted to like comment so bad and I forgot that, you know, I, I could have got on Instagram and like commented, but. Now, here's your opportunity. You can be a part of the show. You can hop in. You can call the line whenever you're listening to the show. If something's on your mind and you want to say something or you want to contribute to the conversation, you have an opportunity now. You can just call into the line, share your thoughts, whatever. We'll read them. If if it's show-worthy, we'll, we'll certainly put it on there. If it's relevant, we'll certainly put it on there. We got to screen it a little bit, make sure it's it's uh, it, it's it's okay for the show right there's not much that will get you flagged from the show but there are a few things and uh you know maybe we won't know them until we hear them <laughs> yeah. however all the messages and everything that you would leave would be anonymous it's we're not going to be na- if you want to say your name on the show great we love that but if you'd like to remain remain anonymous that's also fine so what can we say call leave us a message this is uh i think this is going to be a lot of fun even text messages too. I think text messages work, right? Did did you? Check I've that? been working on the text messages. I sent one. It didn't go through. So as of right now, let's do the call, and then I'll okay. see if I can get the uh, the text messages up and running. Well, Tom, regardless, it's a way for you to communicate with us besides Instagram, besides any other of our social media engines that we're on, and uh, it's it's going to be cool. I'm looking forward to it. I hope that you guys really engage and and send some stuff in or call call in and share your thoughts. We'd love to hear them. And honestly, it's exactly why we do this is for the people out there that are listening, that are tuning in on a on a weekly basis, and and uh, we want to entertain you, and you in so many ways entertain us. So share your thoughts. Share your brain waves. Let's go. Let's let's have at it and let's uh let's generate some more content, Tom. Absolutely. And another exciting uh, exciting announcement. We have a NHL 
Network analyst coming on the show next week. He'll be on to talk about all things NHL, particularly the Flyers. And he's going to be talking to us about the trade deadline and things that have been going on with the Flyers, maybe the the national look of how the Flyers are, where we're headed, what we're what we're building in Philadelphia, and into detail. So we're very excited for that. So as we just mentioned, if you are a big Flyers fan and you want to get some good answers, you have a great question, give us a call and and ask that question to one Mr. Dennert. Dennis Bernstein, who is a NHL expert and NHL network analyst, and don't forget Tom, to call. Yes, Tom. He's. I, if I'm, I want to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say that I know Dennis pretty well, and I feel like he could be the Schmidt and Lavelle NHL insider moving forward. I would love that. I've never been more behind the fly. Like, not never. But I haven't been behind the Flyers this much in a long time. It's fun to see them play. They just kicked the shit out of the Lightning last night. That was awesome. Five goals, I believe, in the third period. We're young. We're fast. We're not even fully healthy right now. Konechny's been out. But we got some players that are firing on all cylinders. And we were supposed to be rebuilding. We were supposed to be a laughing stock in the league. And so that's kind of where I want to talk to Dennis and see nationally how we're viewed now because before the season started i think nationally it was not a good look what do you think tim that sounds well no no i i actually got dennis's opinion we'll touch on this next week when we have him on the show but uh yeah i i always touch base with dennis on his outlook on the flyers before every season and yeah he he mentioned it could be a bleak year uh, and I mean, honestly, that's in line with every, any NHL analyst that's, that's out there. And honestly, the flyers themselves predicted that it would be a terrible year. And it's, it's cool to see what has really transpired over the course of the year in terms of coaching, uh, young players stepping up, um, you have old players from the past, you know, come back and, um, who were hurt for, for a little while, like Sean Couturier, who, who has really reinvented himself after almost two years of injury. And um, it's really it's really insane to see where they're at in this position right now. And I think the biggest thing, the biggest question is heading into the deadline, what are they going to do? Because there's a lot, of, a lot of guys that are on this roster that might not be built for the future here. And they're in a playoff spot currently. So do they sell at the trade deadline and they trade these guys away and they built so much chemistry within this locker room? And do they bring back, you know, just draft picks and, and younger players or do they go for it? Do they, yeah, they're in a playoff position now. Do they, do they just roll the dice and, and stand pat and decide that, like, hey, like this could be a shot to to make a run at the Stanley Cup, but I mean, I doubt the latter. But we'll see when we have Dennis on. That's why we're bringing him on to give that's us the answers. Words. That's right. That's why we're bringing him on. So, if you're a big Flyers fan out there, now's your time to get some questions. Give us a call at two one five nine four eight OK Go. That's two one five nine four eight OK Go six five four six. I'm trying to put OK Go. I'm wondering if that helps people. Remember it. What do you think, Tim? Do you like that? I no, I I think you should just stick with the number. 215-948-6546. That's it. And I think you should put it in our profile, Tom, so people know. 
in the profile, 215-948-6546, going in there. We just launched it today, and we've already got some messages. Let's give some of those messages a listen right now. Yeah? No, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> that's one message. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. I, I know who that's from. That's a little insider. Shout out, Spent Lavelle. Just wanted to be the first caller. Big Jim Barnhart. Let's get it, boys. Schmidt Lavelle, big Jim Barnhart calling again. First two-time caller, too. <laughs> so I'm sitting here thinking, I don't have a comment, a story, I have an idea. I think you boys need to come up with a trade mark, Schmidt and Lavelle drink. Maybe a concoction of some sort. Do your favorites. I don't know. But a Schmidt Lavelle. I would love to just come in order. Hey, excuse me. Can I get a Schmidt Lavelle, please? Sounds like a winner to me. Let's go, boys. Timmy, what do you think about that? A Schmidt Lavelle drink, like a, a signature drink. What would be our signature drink? Buttery well, nipple? <laughs> <laughs> I Tom, I, I'm not a I'm not a liquor guy per se. Although I have been into the espresso martinis lately, um, yeah, newfound love for them. Uh, and I, I, I'm, I'm a Guinness guy. I, I don't know. Can I'm we do Guinness an, myself? I think something Guinness is like an is espresso Guinness, uh, like a some type of deal there where you uh, a Guinness espresso bomb. A Guinness espresso bomb. I wonder if you could make an espresso martini. And put like a splash of Guinness in there to kind of cut it. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. We'll have to try that out. We'll we'll work on a uh, Schmidt Lavelle drink for you, Big Jim, and uh, we will let you know. All right, our last message from the new hotline. That is 215-948-6546. 215-948-6546. Gentlemen. This is the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Keith Stiff Huskable. I say, for a show topic, we should do, or I'm sorry, you should do a uh, like top ten or top five TV mothers. You know what I'm saying? Like Miss Brady, Miss Huskable, something like that. That'd be pretty cool. I also like this line. Pretty dope, fellas. Keep up the good work. You know I'm going to be listening. Peace. All right, Timmy, what do you think? A well, top think... five TV moms. I think we've talked about doing that before, huh? TV dads, I think we we brought that up. Um, TV moms, not bad. I just think there's a universal list. I mean, how many TV moms are there, really? And, like, out of all the TV moms, I mean, there's probably an easy top five there. It's probably indisputable, right? Like I, I mean, I know number one. I already know the number one answer for TV moms all time. But uh, and and gotta, I do, I do want to say from the message, hey, uh, Mister Heastiff, something that we can do. That's you can say we. You're you're part of the show. Everyone, hey, we are we are in this together. This is a we. Not us, we, us, all of and us. I'd also like to dissect the other part of that message where he says, I'll always be listening. And that's true. He's always listens. I'm not sure he's always in the gym. 
You know, like he states that he is. Shots fired again. Timmy, you're a classic ball buster. You've been doing it all your life. (laughs) And you're just getting better and better and better. (laughs) All right. Who's your number one mom? Hold on real quick. Who's your number one mom? Do this right now. I mean, she was mentioned. Claire Huxtable. She is number one. Smart, beautiful, intelligent, funny. Fair, a good mom. She does it all. Claire Huxtable is the all-time greatest TV mom ever. Now, plus she had husband drug and rape. I was gonna say. (laughs) I was gonna say she had to deal with a a cheating husband that was lying and (laughs) drugging drugging women. women. She's been through a lot, but Claire Huxtable, I love her. Just a class, classy mother. I think the classiest mom that's ever been on a television show. Mm, okay. IMO, in my opinion. Do you have a number one, Tim? I mean, the first person that came to mind was like a Marge Simpson, I guess. She's a class. Like, hey, there's no, there's, there's really no wrong answer. It's just our opinion, you know? Roseanne's uh, up there for me. I know a lot of people would cringe at that one, but she just reminds me of, there's a lot of, I'm, I'm, you know, the I've mom from uh, Home Improvement was always a good mom. Yeah, she was a good mom. Jill Taylor. There she is. Jill Taylor, um, classic. Peg Bundy, terrible Peg mom. Bundy. Terrible mom, but... Oh, she's, still, <laughs> she's still up there, though. And she was also a mom in the, uh, in the Sons, Sons of, Anarchy. of Anarchy. Terrible, terrible, even worse mom. <laughs> still awesome, though. <laughs> um, so that's so just a short list real quick, but... Uh, yeah, there you have it. There's your top five. <laughs> you got them, right there. Go and that's done. the thing. Like, I'm trying to think... The TV moms now, I would have no idea from like 2000 on. I, I can't name really a TV mom. Nah. Hey, I'm out. I'm out. So, I don't think there are TV moms anymore. I think they just cut them completely out. Maybe that's why this country has gone to shit. No TV, no real TV moms anymore. The backbone right. of America. <laughs> Let's get to some of these comments now. This is from last week's episode, and it's from at They Call Me Smeech. LOL. She didn't kidnap us to Florida. She won tickets to Disney from a radio contest and took us on the train down there. Chris, she kidnapped and took to Washington, D.C. and left a note for mom and dad. I have your son. Does that sound familiar, Timmy? Is that is she? Uh, I must have. I must have mixed up the the states and whatever. She still kidnapped one of her one of her her daughter's kids. Right. I the mean, the story that, is just hey, she kidnapped somebody. Yeah, I mean, it's a little ridiculous if you think about it, but she's the best. And uh, you know, that's in reference to my grandma, uh, who is just was an absolute wild card. And I actually, I have a quick story that I forgot to tell. Can I, can I elaborate? Go ahead. Well, he stiff, uh, was obviously a childhood friend of ours. And, uh, my, well, it was, my brother is a little older than, than me. He's, he's stiff's age. So he's 45 ish. And he didn't like to go on family vacations. He would like, especially like when he was a teenager. So he would hang back at the house and we would go down on vacation, me, my sister, my, my dad, my mother, and we'd go on vacation to wherever we went. 
And my grandmom only lived a few blocks away, but my brother felt like this was an opportunity that he was going to have a house party while oh, we were boy. on vacation. So <laughs> little did he know that my grandma was then put in charge of coming over and spot checking the house. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and he stiff is, uh, is an African-American gentleman. That, that we've grown up with and he's one of the only ones that we really like were was in our friend a group of friends and <laughs> easily i easily identifiable by you know family and friends and um so my brother was, was having a party at the house and my grandma broke into the house and the house that we are in right now she didn't really break in she just busted in like unannounced and there was a party going on and he stiff had locked himself in the basement bathroom in the basement bathroom. And my grandma saw and she was like, Chris, I know you're here. Your black friend is in the basement bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, hey. <laughs> it was it was a shit show. So he had like a thousand like a hundred and fifty people here. It was like a it was a keg party, and, and my grandma identified Stiff as as one of his friends, so she knew. One of these are different than all the other <laughs> ones here. So it was. Uh, Stiff reminded me of that story last week when he was listening to the episode. So I felt like I had I had to tell that because it was pretty hysterical. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, let's keep moving forward on these comments. That is hysterical. From User GH5CR8DL90, full-on challenge flag that Tim was a Eucharistic minister. Tim. Mm -hmm. No challenge there. Challenge accepted, and you would be wrong. I was. That was a a short stint. I mean, it only lasted a few, uh, I think it was a few months. I mean, I was in and out. (laughs) I was in and out. I skipped the older boy phase and went right to Eucharistic minister, and then... That was it for me. Too many, too many old man tongues touching my fingers as I was giving out the Eucharistic. How'd you get the, signed up for that? How does um, one? I was in the CYO, um, high school CYO, and I dude, like I was always being pushed towards that. Like my, I told you the story about my my grandma want me to be a priest. Like she was always like, "You got one a Sunday mass? Did you go? What what mass did you go to?" And dude, as kids, we used to have to. If we went to mass ourselves, we would have to bring back the yeah, the pamphlet or whatever the pamphlet like yeah. that you went to school, like you went to church like right. you got to prove that you went you didn't just say you were going and just went and killed time and they'd or be whatever. like who was there who just yeah. what was the homily about yeah what was like, the homily about I don't know I fell asleep <laughs> yeah I've been there so yeah so we had to do that and um. I don't know how I I don't remember how it happened, but I was I was heavily involved in the high school CYO and um yeah, I just I made that transition into the Eucharistic minister thing and it was uh short lived. My grandma was a Eucharistic minister. That's probably what happened. She My mom was, was like, a Eucharistic minister. Was she? Yeah. Look at us. Yeah. <laughs> just a, just bunch, a of... bunch of ministers around here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, let's move on. So this past week, Timmy and I 
got to go to another wing spot. This was Union Jack's Old Glory Pub, not to be confused with the Union Tap House on Umbria. This one is in Glenside, Union Jack's Old Glory Pub. And the wings themselves were exceptional. Like I loved the wings. I think it's the second best place that we've gone so far. And our rating system, as a lot of you may know already, is we try to take the wings and say they remind us of this player for whatever reason, whether they're they're good Reggie White or they're bad Ben Simmons. You know, we we're going to rate the wings on the experience, the wing, the whole thing. Timmy, we came up with Mr. John LeClaire for these wings. The John LeClaire of wings, a a Flyers Hall of Famer, maybe not in the NHL Hall of Famer, but a great wing, always, you know, dependable, solid, good wing, right? Oh, yeah. No, it was it was all of that. And you know what? I got a couple texts from buddies that live in that area, and they were just, like, spot on. Like, yo, dude, watch your wing review. It's my go-to place. Like, I live in that area. Like, hey, you nailed it. Like, it's a it's exceptional wing. It's it's well above average, but it's not like Paul theme. Like, it's not the best I ever had. But it's it's a standard, you know, wing. Like, I mean, we we talked about John Leclerc. Leclerc lived lived right by the goalie there. That's where he got all. He did all the dirty work. He got all the goals there. Like, but you could count on him like almost every night to to be in that area. And I'll tell you what. I can count on Union Jacks being in my future anytime I'm looking for a good wing, Tom, because that was a solid wing. The sauce that we got, that Southern, what hot. was it? Like Southern, Southern hot. hot. Um, and it, it, it was like a garlicky, garlicky yeah. nice. Uh, hot. And the hot wasn't too hot, which was great. Like, I hate extremely hot wings like when when you're sweating over wings it's like a tough eat for me um but like i actually was sweating <laughs> you sweat at the end a little bit but i don't bit. think it was anything you're like oh i'm sweating a little bit here but that was i think yeah, that was minor we uh we had an interesting encounter with some guy named george who told us he was like best friends with reggie white and basically when we talked to him it turned out that he ran into him at a movie theater once. <laughs> I love those stories. And I don't know, like, look. Maybe George they are. Have, we're best friends. Who knows? George may have been, uh, like, a good friend of Reggie White's, but it's hard for me to believe uh, that Reggie White befriended this individual <laughs> on, a, on a movie encounter. Like, they were in watching Honey, I Shrunk the Kids or something like that. And, <laughs> and they struck up a conversation and all of a sudden, yeah, they're they're best friends. And then he tried to give us some insight on uh, the Jerome Brown death and how, how the whole team was ran mad at Randall Cunningham because he didn't go to the funeral. It was like a whole thing. So I, I don't know. Maybe he has some inside information, but I think that would have came out at some point if Randall – was uh anti Jerome Brown and didn't go to the funeral. That would have been kind of messed up. Yeah. Uh, so whatever. Hey, listen. These are the, the I, I said to you at the time, Tom, these are the types of guys that you hear call into those radio stations and we're like, oh I bumped into you know, Julius Irving yesterday. And he yeah, he told me he didn't like Charles Barkley. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> How did you <laughs> well, George, if you're hearing this, give us a call at 215-948-6546. Uh, 
We'd love to hear you tell us all about Mr. Reggie White. Now, just to before we get off to to nitpick a little for me personally, I think the wings were great, and this is a real nitpick. They, I feel like they could have been cooked just a little bit more. I like mine well done. Not that they weren't crisp and and cooked well. I just like a little bit more for myself. And then while we were there, the actual experience, and I talked to someone about this place, and without even bringing it up to me, guess what they said to me? They said, yeah, I like that place. It just takes forever to get that the drink or, or your bill. Is that unbelievable? Because we- – we were like sitting there, like, can we just pay our bill, please? Like, yeah, oh, like it took yeah. a while. We, yeah, that was that was a strange thing. Um, so here, here's the thing. So uh, if we're gonna be doing these reviews, I had a buddy reach out to me, and he said that you yeah. know there were certain people that like do these reviews, and then they'll they'll trash the place on their, you know, on their podcast or whatever or whatever platform they have, and like the owners get upset, like, like well. Why wouldn't you like announce yourself when you're in the establishment and say, Hey, listen, we're gonna we're gonna do a wing review. And I don't know if we're like even that really reputable at this point where we have to announce ourselves. Like we're just out to kind of enjoy some wings and we're not trashing places, right? No. We're we're just like, hey, this is our experience, like this is what we like and stuff like that. Maybe if like it would start to take off and maybe we'll start announcing ourselves, but I just don't want to draw a ton of attention to us to Plus, us. I want we're... the authentic. I don't want to be telling people we're doing a wing review and then they try to like do their bet. Like I want how you get it. You know what right. I mean? So that we yeah. give an authentic review to the people out there. They know, you know, Obviously, when they see Schmidt and Lavelle walk in the bar, they go, we got to get the wing. These are the guys. (laughs) Everyone knows Schmidt and Lavelle. But if we're trying to give you that authentic wing, we're not going to say we don't tell them that we like them well done, which we both do. You know, it's it's, you know, normally when we would go out to get wings, we would tell them well done. But we let them do it because we want to see what they have to offer and how you get your wings at these places and it took a while for us to get the check that's all yeah and it's hard for me to ever trash a place because i'm in the business i don't want to trash like and i'm not trashing i'm just telling people what our experience i would definitely go back oh yeah no no that's what i said like i'm i'm a big fan i would agree with you in terms of our rankings like that probably is the second best place that we've had wings at number one being boathouse number two being there um Obviously, PJ Wilhans has completely fallen off the list for us. Uh, My number three is uh, is Alehouse right now, and I liked Moriarty's. It's close, but I'm going Alehouse. Okay. Moriarty's was a cool bar, though. That was a really cool experience. Well, more to come on the wings moving forward. I mean, we still have a lot more places to touch on. Um, you know, as long as we can, I think if we can, we'll probably get to at least ten more before the end of this century. <laughs> one a year <laughs> we yes. do schmidt lavelle wing reviews once a year and we'll be sure next year to let you know where we're headed now new reviews coming out tell us about a place you'd like us to go to suggest a place we already have some that we want to go and and try out so new wing reviews to come all right let's move on timmy timmy a big week for the schmidt lavelle the schmidt lavelle connection I would say the Schmidt and Lavelle as as friends and as me and you 
get you know people listen to the show and think hey these guys have been best friends forever we have that rapport i've heard this stuff but we've known each other a while but we really haven't been good friends for but about a, a year or so now maybe a little bit longer and you for the first time got to meet my brother my one brother you've met before my other brother lives in chicago and he comes around you know maybe once twice a year if we're lucky and so we're in the bar, and Timmy, I, do you want me to tell this story? As yeah, you can. Go ahead. Fire away, Tom. So we're there. In walks my brother. He's sitting having a drink. Tim's there with another buddy, and so they're sitting kind of close, and I go, hey, Tim, this is my brother. Uh, he's in from Chicago. I don't know if you ever met him. Oh, hey, it's nice to meet you. You know, you start shooting the shit and talking back and forth, and you say to him, hey, what are you, what are you in town for? He goes, oh, my friend is having a baby, so we're here to celebrate and you're like oh okay you know and he's like actually it's my ex-girlfriend and immediately it was like whoa like so you're telling I... me you flew into philadelphia to go to a baby shower of your ex-girlfriend right how does that work and you go what does your husband or what does your wife think about that and yeah. my brother says well actually my husband doesn't really mind <laughs> <laughs> Open, <laughs> open mouth, insert foot for uh, yeah. Mr. Timothy Schmidt. Uh, yeah, kind of well, a funny I... moment and a funny way for you to meet my my brother. For those of you who didn't pick up on it, my brother Alex is gay. Woo, you know, a like, big deal. But uh, Timmy, uh, no, I, I <laughs> found out the hard way. <laughs> yeah, well, they the expression is when you assume you make an ass out of you and me, right? Yeah, and uh, I assumed, and I think you had uh, you've told me before that your brother was gay and i just didn't put two and two together um and i i totally i'm like wait a second this this has got funny business written all over it like you're flying in to see your ex-girlfriend get burnt like this this doesn't make any yeah sense. you're like what are you the father i was like yeah what are you what are you the little side action here i started laying it on him and uh you know he was he was your brother is hysterical, by the way, and he was entertaining it. He was he was rolling with it too a little bit. Now, obviously, he knew that yeah you know, we did a podcast and the whole thing, and um, he couldn't have been more <laughs> more fun with the whole situation. And uh, yeah, he laid it on me there, and I felt a little a little embarrassed there for a second. But um, you know, like it's it's kind of those are the breaks, I guess. You know, well, uh, it was for- funny because it quickly turned into like first of all everyone that came up to him and oh that's your brother oh he's so much better looking than you tom you know oh wow he's really funny tom maybe you could be funny like that too that that was great i'm sure that uh helped his ego out you know while he was here but for the rest of the like you know probably the next half hour i could see you trying to like it's a funny thing especially when someone's gay and you like meet them and you're you're you want them to know that you're okay like there's no issue with you. You know what I mean? Like that sure. they can be themselves or whatever it is. And so it's that classic overcompensate, you know, where you're like, oh, yeah. and you're, and you know, you're, you're like trying not to do it. And then you're like, you know, you're just like, eventually I'm just like, just shut up, Tom. You know what yeah. I mean? Like whenever <laughs> I'm in that situation, it's like, I have a funny, like something that actually happened to me is me and my brother or me and my brother, me and my one buddy, we went to go see a, uh, one of the, marvel movies right and 
we were there and we're sitting in this row and we're like the only two people in in the theater and then the movie's about to start in walks like three black guys and they come and they're like the row right behind us and they're sitting right behind us and so we had a couple drinks we were we had like smoked weed and we're getting ready to watch this movie and so they start showing previews and up comes a preview for um like another movie and out comes black panther and so like we're like talking my buddy's like oh shit black panther like do you see that like you know did you ever see that and i'd never seen it but there's three big black guys sitting behind me it's like oh hell yeah i saw it it was the best (laughs) best marvel movie they ever made you know (laughs) man i I love that movie that's the greatest marvel movie that's ever been made and uh it was about time you know (laughs) it's about time they made that movie right fellas (laughs) like trying to blend in it's like wakanda forever you know like whatever (laughs) (laughs) it's like you're driving through like north philly and like it's a summer, a hot summer day. You roll down the windows, you throw in Power ninety nine, you just blast it. Just it's like, yeah. dude, I'm in. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm blending in here. I'm you know? cool. <laughs> my grandma once yelled at my black friend at a party. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no. So I, dude, like that conversation, like was was great. Like and yeah, I was getting to know your brother, and then like I. I don't even know if I told you this, but like we, we brought, I brought up to him. I'm like, listen, I'm like, cause your, your brother is a very like well-spoken individual. Right. Like, and I, I don't know, like there's <laughs> the thing that I brought up to him. I was like, dude, like there's a lot of like a, the majority of like the gay male population like speaks with this, like, you know, like, this like an gay accent. accent right and i said to him like you don't you don't have like the the gay voice or whatever like is that like i was like what is that about like i haven't really like really dove into that with like any member of the gay community and he was like yeah he goes yeah i, I don't do it he goes i think it's like a way of like the the gay person like putting their like letting people know like hey i am gay just in case you are gay. i was thinking that dude honestly it was like a thing like i don't want there to be any no surprises here you know what <laughs> yeah. i mean hello you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> but meanwhile you know meanwhile it, your brother if if your brother did talk like that i would have known it he wasn't he yeah. wasn't the father of that baby <laughs> really it's his fault that you made the mistake come on Where's let your, me know yo, come on let's get in your gay voice let's yeah. go <laughs> Yeah, you know what? You're really doing a disservice to all the guys. You know, how am I supposed to know you're gay? You know, yeah. you're really not helping out the people in the gay community here. You're just disguising your voice. Let's go. Let's put it on. Let's. It's time to go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Tim. This is my brother Alex. Hello, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. Oh, he's the gay guy. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this is your gay brother. <laughs> Want to save me a half hour of embarrassment? Thanks. So wait, you're telling me that there are gay people out there that don't talk like that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You right? learn something new every day, and for the listener out there, now you know. All right, you never know. <laughs> I'll tell you what; it's like the same way. Like when I first saw Eminem, I'm like, "Wait, he's not black? That's unbelievable." <laughs> it's like the first time I saw Hanson. I was like, "Wait, those aren't chicks singing that song." <laughs> <laughs> uh... Oh, yeah, yeah. Where are we right now? What the <laughs> hell is happening? All right. So we were in town. Everyone's in town. We had a, a dinner. And I'm glad you got to meet Alex. He said you were awesome. 
you said he was awesome. It was cool to see you guys hanging out and uh, and getting to know each other. So, and I love spending time with my brother because he lives in Chicago. And as far as like the personalities mesh, me and him personality wise, his humor, I've always loved it. He's always been very witty, very funny, like quick witted. Like sometimes when I was younger, when he would say a joke i remember being upset because i was like damn that was good like i wish i would have said that you know what i mean like he always had a good like one-liner whatever so we're all hanging out and um my mom's in town my mom comes in town my sister with her her daughters obviously my wife my brother with his daughter and we're hanging out and this and that and we're just talking and, and someone says oh where is my one niece you're like oh where is she like they were looking for her. and we say, uh oh, we better get her a whistle. And so my sister goes, What do you mean get her a whistle? And so then my mom, like in a quick kind of like, uh you know, not nothing really like, you know, the, get a whistle. I don't understand. And we're like, What's going on here? And I'm like, you know, the whistle, like the the story from mom and uh your daughter. And she's like, What what story? And so what had happened was is Years ago, my mom was had my niece. She was staying at my mom's house, and they were outside in the yard. And so my mom has, like, these stomach issues. She also likes to take a little puff, if you know what I mean. So she she has something going on in her stomach, I think similar to, to kind of what you go through, Tim. And so she says, you know, oh, shoot, I got to go inside real quick. I'll be right back. She goes inside. She comes out a couple minutes later. My niece is nowhere to be found, right? She is running all over the neighborhood looking for my niece, trying to find her, you know, trying to find my, she lost my sister's daughter. <laughs> and she finally goes on the one way, sees her on the other side of this fence, hiding on the one side and goes and grabs her like, you can never do that again, freaking out. And her idea was to solve this problem was to give her a whistle and tell her, hey, if you're ever lost again, <laughs> blow this whistle and Yaya will find you, oh right? And so God. we always joked around. I was like, oh, yeah, Ma, you go inside, you take a little puff and forgot that your granddaughter was outside. Is that what happened? <laughs> inside, take a little puff, you know? Blah, blah, blah. So <sighs> needless to say, the story finally comes out and my sister finds out her mother had lost her child, right? Only to find out that my mom not only lost that child, she also lost the other child another time when she was down there. So she's a repeat offender. She's a repeat offender. She's a and and the second time when she lost my other niece, my brother and his husband and their friend were all at the house and they were hanging out and someone left the door open and she wandered out the door. The neighbor found my niece and brought her back. How and old? They, this one, I want to say four. At that time, she was four. Four. Yikes. Yeah. And so my parent, my mom, and she called, and she, you can never tell your sister about this. <laughs> right? So when they were going to find my niece, they get her, they come back, and the fucking dog runs out while they were, uh, and now they're like, where's the dog? Then they lost the dog, too. <laughs> Like a comedy of errors here. <laughs> but the whole story was so hilarious. Like my sister was just hearing it for the first time. And so then she's like giving my mom a hard time. And I was like, you know what? 
if you don't like it, I don't have to fucking watch them anymore. What do you think about <laughs> that? I mean, that's that's the easiest way to like combat yeah. that whole thing. Like, he's like, I don't mean, give a also, shit. Yeah, like, well, listen, uh, you know, I'm out of the loop now. Guess what? <laughs> you know what? It's my turn. You skip me. And you go find somebody else. Yeah, Someone else can watch the kids. Not playing this game anymore. <laughs> Yeah, no more lost and found with Yaya. Oh my god. I'm done handing out whistles. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. All right, Timmy. So let's move on. That was story time with the Lavelles this week. What a week that was. Now you you had the daughter your daughters this weekend, and kind of an interesting a couple interesting things happened with you. Speaking of things going going missing and losing, what happened uh with you at the house this past weekend? Are you talking? Sorry, I gave you a couple things. And I'm gonna I didn't go. Tell you, you, you can tell both. I didn't hear you, both. I I know one. There's there's two talk, things. We talking about the uh, the hamster? Let's hear it. The hamster. <laughs> so, I mean, the hamster thing is just a wild, wild thing. Um. So I I know you guys who whoever has been listening um probably know that my my daughters were gifted a, a hamster for Christmas um, in which they named potato, which makes no sense whatsoever, but I love that the, name. That's the great. Name, it's the name of the hamster. Um, I call it potato. Yeah. And it, it's in like a smaller, smaller cage and it's, it's a big, it's a big ass hamster right now. It's like a pretty goddamn big hamster. Um, But it it just it doesn't do much. Like there's a wheel in there, and the thing hops on the wheel in the middle. Like these things are nocturnal, by the way. Did you know that? Hamsters are nocturnal. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So like when I'm going to bed, that wheel is motoring. Like this thing is just burning the midnight oil. Like it's unbelievable how fast this thing runs on this on this wheel. It's crazy. Um, but. At some point last night, uh, the hamster busted out of its cage. <laughs> last so, night? Last night. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, here's the thing. Like, my daughter, Emma, she's my youngest daughter. She is unbelievable with this thing. Like, she get the, the minute she arrives at the house on Friday, she goes right to the cage. She takes care of potato. She, like... Make sure the water's fine, and like she does this whole thing. She does it every morning and then every night before she goes to bed, like when she's at the house. Wow, uh, that's impressive. She's dude, she's incredible at this thing. And then she like takes it out of the cage, and we have this like little like playground like type area that we set up for potato, so he can like stretch his legs. <laughs> it's like a whole thing. Did you say it's an Irish potato or what? Kind <laughs> of- I think it is Irish because it's yeah. white and brown. So I think yeah. it is an Irish potato. <laughs> um, so she obviously does not know that the potato got out of his cage. But um, we at the house here have suspected some some mice in the ceiling here. I think we have some mice here. Okay. And so my father was going out to the kitchen last night. And he saw what he thought was a mouse, except the mouse was brown and white, and it was about four times the size of a mouse, <laughs> which which was obviously the hamster potato. <laughs> Tim, you know what? 
Okay, keep going. I'll just tell you. Keep going. So you saw the, the hamster? So the, the hamster <laughs> busted out of the cage, jumped off the dining room table, and went all the way out to the kitchen. Then I get, I'm downstairs, and I get a yell. Like, all hands on deck. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, what is going on? So I run upstairs. I'm like, what happened? I thought, like, my dad, like, fell or something like that. And it's a full-on, like, Tommy Lee Jones, the fugitive search for this for this hamster. The missing so potato. The last thing that we – the last known spot was in the kitchen. And I pulled out the refrigerator. And thank God. Potato is a big is a big hamster and he couldn't fit down any of the any of the holes behind the uh the refrigerator and uh we were able to catch him and return him back to his cage. But it was uh it was a good ten minute search for, for potato. We were able to get, get him back to where he belonged. The kids <laughs> come over next weekend and they go she she runs into to the the room where the hamster's at located. Yeah. She looks in there and Literally, you just you put a potato there. <laughs> what happened to the potato? Nothing. There is. It's you, potato right there. It's that's not potato. Sure it is. <laughs> a potato. That's uh, a potato. If I ever seen a potato, that's a I potato, mean, you know, put some toothpicks you, in the... you can't argue that that's not a potato. I mean, that is a hundred percent. Dude, it's crazy. So it was funny, like my sister says to me, she's like, Well, like if that would have ended badly, she goes, I have a friend that got uh two female hamsters uh over Chris or I like just recently and uh they turned out not to be female. I go, What do you mean? And she sends she shows me the picture. Apparently one of those hamsters that they got was male because they just had like six different six hamster babies how do you not know one's a male one's a what what's the do they not have things oh no they got things i mean is potato guy, or a boy or a girl potato's a boy he's got he's got huge nuts dude it's yeah, like man, insane man. that's he's what got, i'm talking about potato got, wedges yeah he's got he's got he's got some spuds between his legs there. <laughs> Oh my god. He's got a couple hash browns hanging. No hash browns hanging from potatoes. Oh my god. That potato's ready to mash if you know so what thank, I mean. Yeah, so thank God potato is back in his in his lair and apparently there is a uh Fort Knox of of uh of a new dominion coming for potato for him to live in, so well, so then when you do that, when you get the new one, put a potato in the old one. And be like, what are you talking about? And then just say, just kidding. We got a new, uh... <laughs> you know, it's good that potato ended up behind the refrigerator. God forbid he went into the oven and turned into a, a baked baked potato. potato. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Or, or he hopped into the mixer and became a. Mashed potato. Mashed potato. Oh <laughs> man, oh, that could have been rough. You know. Uh, next thing you know, potato salad. So, it's a uh, it's a funny thing working at the bar, and you know, I feel like as a bartender, I deal with certain things that normal people wouldn't deal with at their jobs. You know, there's a lot of things that 
I have to deal with that aren't at the regular job, a nine to five, you know, whether it be delivery or an office job or whatever, I deal with sometimes the worst in people, but a lot of fun. And we all have things in our jobs that we deal with that are particular to our job. The other day I'm working and two young guys are in the bar and they're down at the end of the bar and, uh, you know, oh, it's t- and they're trying, and, and the guy was kind of like over friendly, like something that like put my radar up as a bartender, you get radar right away for something that you're like, this is something suspicious here. I'm not sure I, I care for this person, this individual that's come in here. Where's their, what's their angle, whatever. So he comes, hey, Tom, you know, blah, blah. And he's being like super friendly, like overly friendly. And I'm like, what's this guy's deal? So I get the drinks. I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. And then uh, he starts to try it. So, Tom, like, you know, how, you know, what's going on with the fam, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, how the fuck does this guy even know I have a fam? Like, everyone's good, you know? And he says, so what do you like to do uh, in your off time? You ever go like skiing or snowboarding? And so then I'm like, oh, I'm like, yeah, you know, uh, I don't get to go often anymore. I used to go all the time, you know. I used to, <laughs> I used to work on a ski resort, you know. And he's like, oh, really? You used to work the... on a ski resort, huh? He's like, I was like, yeah, I used to go, you know, I used to go skiing, snowboarding all the time, man. I loved it, you know. We'd be going during the day, all day and night, you know. I'd be exhausted. I say, hey, let's go skiing, some more skiing, some more snowboarding. I loved it. And he's like, and I said, there's nothing like that fresh snow, that fresh powder. That fresh, you know? that he's fresh like, pow pow. The fresh powder. Yeah, man. You like, I love that fresh powder. He's like, you think uh you think anybody here would want to go skiing and snowboarding? And I said, Well, there you know, I was like, dude, it's like eleven o'clock, you know, and no one going. He's like, Oh, well, you know, like when you went, isn't there he's like, Can't you go, you know, is it is the resort open? I was like, I think they're, I think, I think it's closed, dude. I mean, well, can you call to see if they're they're open right now? I was like, why don't you just look it up online? Wait, on. Like, you're I, online. Is this a real? Is this real right now? Or are you lighting it? I think you're lighting it a little bit. Needless to say, the gentleman <laughs> was asking if I did cocaine. Right. This right. whole time, I thought I'm having an inter innocent conversation about skiing and snowboarding and uh i did not pick up on the hey you know i think it was the i think it was the snowboarding aspect of i've heard of people say like oh do you hit the slopes or do you do you know do you like to ski or whatever and blah 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 and i'm like dude i no i never i was like i've never i don't even know you like i'm thinking in my head like i don't even know who you are i was like but no, I've never I've never done cocaine, you know? I've done plenty of shit. Like I've done a lot of crazy shit, but that's just never one of them. I don't know why I was always scared or whatever. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I was like, dude, I, I you know, I don't know who, you know. I was like, I'm sure there's some people that you could find something. I don't know. Don't like leave me alone. <laughs> what am I like the mass distributor here? What am I? Yeah, right. <laughs> What am I, Tony Montana, this bar here? Like, do you like, want another you Miller Light? I don't know, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like, uh, what's on tap? I, I don't know. Like, all these beers and cocaine. Straight cocaine <laughs> from Colombia. Just heroin <laughs> here, bud. Yeah. We're not a coke uh, bar. No, I mean. More you, like Pepsi, you know? <laughs> the, the, the one thing that you are uh, you're accurate in is that, that 
there's not many other jobs and that that deal with the same stuff. Like I I work, you know, obviously for uh Schwann's consumer brands and we sell pizza. I don't like deliver pizza to a grocery store and the grocery store is asking me if I know where I can get <laughs> like you know a guy that can get Well when they coke? ask you that they really mean Coca-Cola. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> like uh what are you bringing me here? Uh, uh it's a bunch of pizza and uh you don't you don't know where I can get coke I'm like that. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> don't think you guys sell that here. That doesn't you know? happen uh yeah. doesn't happen like, there's no job. There's no one that's like trying to fight me like as I'm delivering like pizza. <laughs> like, there should be. That'd be awesome. Someone's screaming at me like, get me another pizza. Like, <laughs> What's it take to get a pizza around here? <laughs> like, dude, I just, it's five in the morning. I'm just trying to get it on my way here. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a tough industry, Tom. It's a tough racket. You guys have to deal with a lot of stuff. I respect bartenders for what they do because, uh, they may they they wear many hats, Tom. You do. I mean, you're an interventionist. You're a therapist. You have to serve drinks, and you have to deal with everyone's problems. And usually, you probably don't tell anyone your problems because, God forbid, if everyone knew your problems, they'd uh, probably go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, Timmy. I appreciate <laughs> you saying that. We all have our crosses to bear at work, and uh, you know, I enjoy it. So it's not really a big thing. I, I think it's actually funny that a guy was asking me for cocaine. <laughs> I was like, man, what a gig I got here, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, you've been bartending for how long now, Tom? 20-plus years, right? Yeah. I mean, yep. that is is that the first time you've ever been asked for cocaine? No, like, no. Blatantly? Yeah. Um, yes, I've been asked several times. I've li- like People like literally just asking me, do you know where we can get cocaine? And yeah. like, what's funny is a lot of times they'll say it in a like, like I'm in on it, you know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm not in on this one, buddy. I don't know. Like, you know, yeah. I'm a step away. I don't really oh. care. You do you don't do it in here, please. Or I don't want to see anything, you know, whatever. But here's, and, here's, and the, I think here. some people are like that with weed too, you know, and I used to smoke a lot of weed. I don't really smoke anymore, but like, I think there are some people that have never done it that think, you know, and so I don't know, I've never done Coke. So I have this like stigma about it that like, Oh no, I'm not doing that. But I think it's very casual for a lot of people. I don't know. It's it's funny though because like it's it's straight. Like I'd rather you just be like upfront with me instead of all like the weird innuendo. Yeah, like you just come up to me and like, dude, I like cocaine. Is there anyone <laughs> in here that can get me it? I'd be like, ah, dude, sorry, never touched the stuff. Appreciate uh, your honesty. <laughs> but there's a dude over there that I know loves. <laughs> loves coke yeah. he's right there yeah like, go ask that guy um but you could probably like... look around and pick him out i probably don't <laughs> yeah. even have to point to him there's a what there's he's a... wearing what do you <laughs> think you know right yeah there's <laughs> all the signs all you have to do is google it right yeah. and then yeah. look for that guy in the see book. the guy that looks like kid ray from lean <laughs> on me <laughs> i used there's to a that. reference for you I was in a circle like a couple, like it was probably like two years ago. And there was like, there was somebody that brought up like, dude, like, man, I'm having a, a hard time. Like, you know, getting, getting hard, like getting my dick hard. Like, and yeah, I just don't know where to go. And like, someone was like, dude, 
if you go to this bar and you ask for this guy, like he's got all the all the Viagra that you need. I'm sitting there going, my God, I'm getting so old at this point. Like there's people selling there's people selling Viagra at bars instead of like Percocets and like cocaine and what shit. what kind of advice is that? Can't you just go to a doctor? I guess, dude, but maybe like people no, are gonna no, tell no, no. Don't go to the doctor. You need a prescription for something. The doctor, no. Yeah. Like, like that's not like a painkiller. I mean, is yeah. Viagra addictive? No, but like, I mean, if you're in a tough no spot, intended, you need addictive. it. You're like, imagine looking for that guy, like going up yeah. to Grams and going like, "What's the right. code for that?" Yeah, like, <laughs> hey, uh... <laughs> like uh, who fits that description? What kind of wings do you like? Uh... <laughs> Bone in or bone out, you know? You're a big uh, wing guy, you know? I'm, uh... Man, I got a, I, I got some concrete poured got in my it. house, but it's just not hardening. Do you know uh, how I could fix that? You got anything here got a, for me? You got a little itch down here, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, I do. Uh, you looking for some Viagra? <laughs> you got that V? <laughs> uh, it's wow. 20, 20 bucks. 20 bucks. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? That's ridiculous. 20 bucks. Ugh. All right, Timmy. Last topic of the night. Let's get to it. You, we, we touched on you had had a sleepover. Or the, you had the girls this past weekend, and there's something going on with their sleep schedule that you were talking <laughs> about that's kind of thrown you for a loop. Please uh, elaborate on what's what's been going on and and how you've been dealing with it. Well, the the frustrating thing is, and and as dads, and we we always reference this, Tom and. You're you're not going to experience this for quite some time because your kids don't put themselves to bed, and and my kids still really don't do that either because I I still put them to bed myself and I make sure that they're tucked in the whole deal. Like they're ten and nine, like I still give the kiss on the forehead and they love it. They love that attention before bedtime. They they feel safe, right? Um, but the problem is like there, there's there's two dynamics here that are working. And one is they have, they used to have bunk beds and I split them up. Right. And the bunk beds used to be a full underneath and a twin on top. And so we separated them and now one bed is bigger than the other. And they both basically want to sleep in the bigger bed, which isn't like an issue because they love sleeping like they love sleeping together. Like the bed's big enough for both of them. Like they love cuddling with each other and all that stuff. And so like my daughters are going through like this like weird dynamic where like they love doing one thing and then within a second it flips. So the problem is that it ah, flips in the turning middle into women. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The problem was that it like flipped in the middle of the night while they're sleeping together. Like my my youngest daughter Emma decides that she doesn't want to sleep with her her older sister anymore, and like starts like kicking her out of bed. <laughs> I'm like sleeping already. I'm out like a light, 
and they bring this to my attention like at 12:30 at night and I'm like freaking the hell out. I'm like, dude, what is going on? To the point where it's Tom, it's an hour and a half of going up and down the stairs because like one comes down crying and I go up and I put them on the bed and then I split them up and then they wind up in the same bed again. And then the other one comes down and they start crying. And I'm like, dude, for almost two hours of me going up and down and up and down to the point where I finally turn into my mom and dad. And I go, if I hear another peep out of this room, <laughs> that'll be the end I've had it up to here. You know, yeah. I'm not dealing with this anymore. You're ungrateful. Go to like, sleep. Like you want to go to cry? I'll I'll give you something to cry about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, dude, like I, I I've told you before. I have a weekend with the kids, right? Like, so every weekend I get the kids. Pretty much almost every weekend. Every other weekend sometimes, but like, I want to make a great impression, and I want to be not like the cool dad, but like. I want to instill discipline. I want to make sure that they want to come back every single time they come down. So when I yell at them, it's like short lived. Like I go, yeah, I yell at them. And then 10 seconds later, I'm like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I love you guys. Like, don't leave me. (laughs) Yeah. Like, please, please make sure you come back next week. Like, I mean, I don't say that obviously, but it's like, it's hard, uh, a hard discipline situation, but like, the sleeping thing is is driving me nuts. And they finally, like, the, the next weekend, or not the next weekend, the next day, so that was Friday night, Saturday night, I put on uh, the power, the powder puff girls, which they love. It's like a half hour. Like, when they went to bed, it was like 10.30. I put on the powder puff girls. It's like a half hour TV show. And I'm like, you know what? Let you guys watch it. And then I'm just going to, I was so tired. I'm like, I'm going to bed. So I went to, I went to bed at like 11 and I was like sonked out. I'm like, you know what? I'm hoping that they're just going to fall asleep. And then my daughter Harper comes down at like two 30 in the morning and wakes me up. And she's like, dad, I can't sleep. And I'm like looking at her. She looks like a zombie. I'm like, yeah, well, that's probably because you've been watching the powder buff girls for five and a half hours. Like what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like mad at myself for like not going up and turning it off. So I'm like trying to figure out that, that balance Tom. It's tough, man. Uh, it's tough. Godspeed. But like, dude, you remember when we were kids, we used to do the same thing. Like, uh, yeah, hundred percent. like, Hey, like, Shh, like that's that's checking on us right now like be quiet like don't say a word right and yeah and then like yeah a couple hours later you're just wandering into your parents room like i just want to sleep with you like no nah, it's not how it works this is not <laughs> how it goes it's yeah. tough man it's tough kind of going through that stuff but it's uh yeah it makes you the dad that you are right like because you gotta it's it's that balance you know of trying to like teach them hard work and discipline and blah, blah, blah. And you know, they're not going to want to do certain things, but you like have to make them do it or they have to do these certain things and learn. That's what life's all about. But then you don't want to be like the bad guy all the time, yeah. you know? So it's tough. I'll, t- I'll tell you what's what else is tough, Tom. And I'll save this story for another time. Take, take your two daughters to, uh, <laughs> to go clothes shopping. 
at the ages of nine and ten, and uh, see how that goes because that's nah. fun, especially if you're single and a man, and have to watch your daughter get changed in the fitting room every single <laughs> outfit. It's a <laughs> little nuts. <laughs> That's uh, where you say, hey, Aunt Allie, I got a great chore. Like, I, I think yeah, something that's going to be really fun. Girls' yeah. Day. <laughs> well, Aunt Allie and Diane were not available this weekend when that happened. So, ay, ay, ay. Well, hey, we're going to get through this together. All right. We want to thank you out there for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Remember, new episodes every week. Fit LaBelle, the hottest growing show in all of shows. And don't forget, if you're not already doing it, give us that follow, that subscribe, share a video, tell a friend, tell someone that you know that would enjoy the show. Check these guys out. They're a lot of fun. Don't forget, if you want to be a part of the show, to give us a call at 215-948-6546. That's 215-948-6546. That's 215-948-6546. Give us a call. Leave us a message, a topic, a story. Rant about something that's bothering you. Tell tell us, you know, anything you want. We can't wait to hear from you. Timmy, anything you got to say to all the Schmidt and Lavellites out there before we sign oh, off? Oh, Tom, you know what? My daughter's watched for the first time The Mask this weekend. Oh, did they like it? They loved it. They were belly laughing throughout the entire movie. So to quote The Mask... Somebody stop me. (laughs) I love it. New episodes every week. For Timothy Schmidt, my name's Tom Lavelle. Thank you for listening. We love you. Until next time. Peace.